0: Oh, bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Why don't you just stand up and we just, uh, hey, let's just give him praise this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, we give you glory. We give you praise in this place, Father. Father, we thank you for spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, Father. Holy Spirit, we ask you to flood the eyes of our understanding with light today. That we come to know in an even greater way the hope that you've called us through. Two, and the exceeding greatness of your inheritance that resides on the inside of us, Lord. God, we thank you. We bless you and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 You're doing good. You can be seated. Thank you. Awesome. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Well, I want to turn to 1 John straight up this morning, chapter 5, and I'll be reading from verse 4 to 5. At the beginning of the year, the Lord just laid on my heart how important it is for us to know who we are in Christ and the reality of the new creation, that we're created in the image of him, that we come to know the hope that we've been called to in him, Amen? He so wants to unfold to us our identity. Because knowing our identity empowers us. It empowers us to fulfill the destiny that he has created for us, that he has given us. That he sees us walking in. Someone say, that's a good word, we need to know that. We need, we, we, need to, we need to learn who we are in Him and who He is in us. Thanks so much, Josh. Thank you. let give Josh a hand and bless him. Thank you, Father. So I want to be talking about you. Yeah, I'm going to go to heaps of scriptures this morning. I hope to do a bit more teaching than preaching, but we'll see how we go. Amen. So in verse 4 of 1 John 5, the scripture says, For whatever is born of God... We've got some people here this morning that are born of God. Isn't that an amazing thought? That we actually come out of the womb of God. We come out of his womb. We are born of God. Whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. Hallelujah. You're going to be encouraged this morning. Amen. You're going to be encouraged that Jesus Christ has won the absolute victory for you and for me. Glory to God is victorious over the world and this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. You know, just simply put, simply that we believe that he is who he says that he is. Simply that we believe that he has done what he said he has done. Amen? Simply uh, that we would believe that this word is the truth, that it's the highest form of reality that exists. Simply by believing... Simply by believing we are victorious, we become victors in Him. Verse five, Who is it that is victorious over, that conquers the world? but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, who adheres to, trusts in and relies on that fact. They're the ones that have victory. Oh, glory to God. They're the ones who conquered the world. <laughs> Bless the Lord. Amen? He who believes that Jesus, anyone believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Yeah? See, this is unwrapping your identity this morning. This scripture is showing you who you are. This is a mirror that is speaking to us. And he wants to speak loudly because he wants to make an adjustment. He wants us to come into divine alignment for the assignments that we have been called into. Yeah? Hallelujah. It's so encouraging to know. That all we need to do is believe that he is who he says that he is. We need to trust in him. We need to rely on the fact that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I've got some believers in the house. Everyone's really, really quiet. I'm making lots of noise here this morning. Let's go to Romans 8, verse 37. Amplified. Amplified version. Verse 37. Yet amid all these things we are more than conquerors. Here he is describing us again. We are more than conquerors and gain surpassing victory through him who loved us. We are more than conquerors. What does that set up? It sets up an image like, okay, someone's fought a battle for us and given the victory trophy to us. Someone did all the work and gave the victory to us. We are more than conquerors. Not just conquerors, but more than conquerors. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's re- read that again. And gain surpassing victory through him who loved us. He loved us so well. Why don't you turn to someone and say, he loved us so well. He loves us completely. Hallelujah. Verse 38. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. For I am persuaded beyond doubt, am sure, that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things impending and threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, that nothing, he goes on to say, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing can separate us. Absolutely nothing. You know, he wants us convinced that nothing can separate us from his love. Amen? With uh, LJ's testimony last week, because he loves me. Amen? Because he loves me, I am healed. Amen? He wants us convinced that nothing can separate us from from his love. No matter what situation we find ourselves in, he wants us convinced that God loves us and nothing can separate us from experiencing his love. So he's not just standing back saying, I love you, but he's saying nothing can stop him. Nothing can separate us. Me from experiencing his love in any given situation because he is committed to us, amen. Glory to God! That's why the apostle Paul prayed that we would experience his love, we would have an experience of his love that far surpassed mere knowledge without experience. You know, that's why he sets us up to actually begin to even say, Okay, Lord, I'm really, really, you know, no matter where we find ourselves. I'm really, really excited, this sounds really weird, but I'm excited to know that I'm going to experience your love in a way I've never needed to experience it before. If you find yourself in a place that you have never had to walk before. And you know, many of us through the last seasons, last three years, we've found ourselves in places that we had never thought possible. Yeah? that we never thought we would ever experience. But God's saying, hey, guess what? Nothing can separate you from my love. Amen? Nothing. He wants us founded in his love, secure in his love, to know that we are loved by God. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Father. It's hard not to get off there. Verse 39, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. this is some of the things that goes on. Let's go back up to verse 35 of Romans 8. These are some of the things that Paul was convinced that he had the victory over. Who shall separate us from Christ's love? Shall suffering and affliction? And tribulation, or calamity, or distress, or persecution, or hunger, or destitution, or peril, or sword. He's saying nothing can separate me from him. Amen? Glory to God. Why? Because we're created in righteousness. Let's go to Genesis 1. As I said earlier, lots of scriptures this morning. Verse 31. This is when God created, I I want to emphasize here, God created us in his image. Amen. We saw in verse 31, and God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was very good. If you're ever wondering what God is thinking about you, he is thinking, you are very good. You are very good. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Whoa, he saw everything that he made and behold, it was very good, suitable, pleasant. And he approved of it completely. You know, that's the place that God wants us living in. Not not just hearing about every now and again, but he wants us to know that he approves of us completely. Completely. He approves of you completely. He approves of me completely. And that never changes. That never changes. He is constant. He is consistent. He approves of us completely. You see, what we do is we we refer to our works and our own behavior and what we do and what we don't do and what we should have done and what we could have done and what we didn't do. But he approves of us completely all the time. Every time he looks at you, he says, that is good. That is good. What a work. You are fearfully and you are wonderfully made. Amen. You are a marvelous work. Every time he looks at his children, every time he looks at his sons and daughters, he sees you through the same lens. Hallelujah. That's got to set you free. Can anyone just give... God and a whoa give him a shout that that's how he sees you amen you see he doesn't see you through the lens of your humanity he sees you as a creation a new creation in Christ pure sinless holy without blame without shame without guilt without condemnation you know if we don't get this church we won't run to him when we need him I said, we won't run into him when we need him. We won't run into him when we miss up, when we slip up, when we make a mistake. Amen. We won't run into him. We will run from him. We have to learn how to position ourselves correctly before God every day. Every day. Bless the Lord. Amen. That's a good word right there. Message translation, Genesis 1. Oh, 31. Thank you, God. God looked over everything he made, and it was so good, so very good. You see, we're big on telling God he's good. We believe God is good. But what he wants you to know is, hallelujah, when he sees you, he sees you as so very good. Amen. We sing, you are good. You are good. You are so good. You know, sometimes we need to listen and allow him to sing that back to us. You are good. You are good. You are so, so good. Amen. Bless the Lord. That's, that's got to excite you a little bit. That has to encourage you a bit, that that's what he sees. Amen? 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, Amplified. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and the new has come. Is it not come on one day, he has come. The fresh and the new has come. Now let's look at verse 18. But all things are from God. What things? What all things? All things in the new creation are from God. Who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself, received us into his favour, brought us into harmony with himself... And gave us the ministry of reconciliation that by word and deed we might aim to bring others into harmony with him. All things in the new creation are of God. Praise God. You know, when we get this revelation of who we actually are in Christ, nothing will stop us. We'll come before God with bold confidence. Amen. When we ask God anything, he knows that we will know that we would hear him. And if we know that we, he hears us, right? We know that he's given, he gives us the petitions that we've asked of him freely. Why? Because he sees us in Christ. Amen? He's he shifted all the stuff out of the way. Hallelujah. I'm praying that today's message will actually make a chiropractic adjustment. I said, I'm praying that this message today will make a chiropractic adjustment. That we no longer see ourselves according to the flesh, but we see ourselves as new creations in Christ. Amen. I believe God is is longing for us to get this revelation. That his church would actually stand up in confidence. Yeah. In, In confidence, in bold assurance that yes, he does hear me. Someone say he hears me. You see, how can, how can we be sure that he hears us? Because his word tells us that when we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. He hears me. Someone say, he hears me. You see, if you're rightly positioned before him, you'll know that he hears you. And if you know that, I'm going to repeat it, if you know that he hears you, then you know that he has given you your request as your present possession. And what happens? Rejoicing starts to spill out of your spirit. Amen? Rejoicing starts to spill out of your heart. And you receive the promise with thanksgiving, as Tim mentioned earlier. Hallelujah. There is so much that he has made ready for us to be received with thanksgiving. Amen? God, I thank you for what you've done in my life. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All things in the new creation are of him. In 1 John 3 verse 9, New King James Version, it says, Whoever whoever has been born of God does not sin. Whoever has been born of God does not sin. For his seed remains in him and he cannot sin. Because he has been born of God. Real quiet in here right now. I remember for so long looking into that scripture whoever is born of God does not sin. You are born of God, and you are a spirit, and your spirit cannot sin and does not sin. Hey! You see, if you don't know that, when you look at that scripture, you will say, well, mustn't be born of God because I can sin. I can actually do that very well. Actually, if I put my mind and my flesh to it, I can do it very well. But God says, whatever is born of God does not sin. Amen? The real you cannot sin. I said the real you cannot sin. And when you actually get to know who the real you is, you will not sin. You will not compromise your righteousness when you know that you, the real you cannot sin. You'll begin to r- yield to the real you. Amen? You'll no longer live according to the dictates of the flesh, but you will be full of the Word of God and you will follow the Spirit of God. Amen? Which will lead you into life eternal. Amen? Come on. I know so many people that have read that scripture and they say, uh, well... They challenge their own salvation. But God says, "Who whatever is born of God, you are born of the Spirit. Jesus said, what is born of the flesh of flesh and what is born of the Spirit is Spirit. Why don't you give it up for God? That's really good news right now. That'll break condemnation off you. That'll break shame off you. So that you can stand before God in the correct position holy and acceptable in his sight. You can come boldly before the throne of grace and obtain mercy right when you need it because of the blood of Jesus. I've got good news for you this morning. Amen. That which is born, is that's John 3, 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. When you were born in the flesh you were born a human being but when you were born of, Born of God, when you were born again, you were born a righteous being. You were born a righteous being. Turn to someone and say, you are the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. As I said before, we no longer, because we are born of God, we no longer live under the dictatorship of the flesh. But we are led by the Spirit. We are born again, pure and holy and sinless. We are born of God. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, the scripture says, For you have been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. Isn't that awesome? But not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. Hallelujah. We've been born again of incorruptible seed. Immortal, ever-living Word of God. Just as your father Abraham, yeah, was the Abraham. Abraham was the father of faith. Let's look at that right now. What happened in Romans 4? We see verse 3. What does the Scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was accounted unto him as to righteousness. Right standing with God. Is anyone getting this this morning? Is anyone getting greater understanding that they have right standing with God simply because they believe? This will upset religious spirits who think that they can work for favour. Yeah? Amen? Hallelujah. You see, you can be really religious and fill the church. You can fill a church up. By, by teaching that you have to do this and you have to do that and it's according to how many, how many uh, scriptures you read every day and how much you pray and how much you worship and making sure that you're on the roster a roster of some kind make sure they're on a roster of some kind because church attendance will rise the more people that are working in the church the more people will attend the church facts. Sorry, facts. But you know, God doesn't want us here to fulfill a task. He wants us to be a bit like Obedeebam, who couldn't handle being away. I mean, he, he, he'd already experienced the presence of God, so he was happy to be a gatekeeper in the house of the Lord, just so he could be near the presence of God. That's why the scripture says, they will volunteer freely in the day of your power. Amen? Bless the Lord. Is anyone excited about this? Amen? You see, what qualifies us is belief. Abraham believed God, so it is accounted unto him as unto righteousness. Believing God is accounted to us unto righteousness. Why? Simply because we believe the message. Amen? I tell you what, when we start to truly preach the message... Of the the fact that we are actually saved by grace through faith and people start to actually get it the message becomes extremely attractive I'm more excited about that than you are We've got nothing 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 oh I tell you nothing excites me more than hearing somebody said they just had an amazing time in power tots It was just so beautiful to be able to minister to those children and to have that, yeah, (laughs) and love on those kids. And, I mean, my heart just goes, oh, praise God, they're enjoying the children. They're loving on the kids and they see it as a privilege. That's what we want to do. Amen? Because he loved, we love. Because he first loved us, we love. And when you love him, you can't help but love his kids. And when you love his kids, you want to serve his kids. You want to bless his kids. Amen? Amen? You want to gather together to encourage one another. Hallelujah. We're powerful people. When you know you are the righteousness of God in Him, you will know that your blessing and your encouragement and your affirmation of people counts. It empowers them. Because you are powerful. Turn to someone and say, you are powerful. Hey. Now turn to someone and say, I am powerful. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Where was I? Romans 5, 17, New King James. For if by one man's offence death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace, someone say abundance of grace, bless the Lord, and the gift of righteousness, and the gift, abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness you know, when you receive a gift, somebody else paid for it. I said, when you receive a gift, somebody else paid for it and they gave it to you. Listen up. And the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. He's saying, receive the gift of righteousness. Receive the grace of God. Oh, hallelujah. I could sit on that for a bit. Receive the grace of God. Receive the unmerited favor of God. Receive the gift of righteousness and stop working for favor. You have favor. It's time to step over the log and stop trying and buy into the fact that you received the free gift of righteousness whether you take it up or not. It's available to you. Hey... Abundance of grace. What is that? Favor that makes way for you to receive forgiveness. Freedom from guilt. Mercy that removes misery. Oh, hallelujah. Which enables us to position ourselves before God correctly. If we don't understand our righteousness, we will run from him and not into him. Amen. You know, the world should be able to run to us. Amen. They should know that they receive the greatest measure of mercy, compassion and understanding that they can possibly receive from anybody. Amen. As we represent him. You know when they mess up, when the church messes up, they should be running to us. yeah? Not running away, but running to us to receive mercy. When we know who we are in him, we know that his arms are stretched wide and they're not he's not standing there like that. Amen. Too many people regard run to God when you mess up and say, well, okay, well, I'm running into the principal's office. You know, sit down on the other side of the desk. Now, come right in and sit on my knee and know that you haven't got a high priest who isn't tempted with the feelings of your, hasn't been tempted with the same feelings that you've been tempted with. But he was tempted in every way, yet without sin. So he says, come boldly. Turn to someone and say, we need to come boldly. Hallelujah. We need to come boldly. Amen. Bless the Lord. Is anyone being empowered here this morning? Amen. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You see, if we don't understand our righteousness, we will run from God in times where we need to experience his perfect love. And where He's that place where his perfect love can cast out all fear of punishment. His perfect love casts out all fear of punishment. Amen? (laughs) Jesus took the punishment for your sin. So you can run to him. You can be confident that he loves you and that his arms are wide, they're stretched right out there. Waiting for you to come. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Even when he brings correction, Hebrews 12, 11 tells us, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So yes, there is the fruit of righteousness. But when you know who you are, you're going to be who you are. I said, when you truly know who you are, you're going to be who you are. It's all about our identity. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are revealing who we are made of. That even right now, you are revealing to each one who we were made of. Glory to God. (laughs) In Isaiah 54, verse 14, Amplified. Classic again. You shall establish yourself in righteousness. Rightness in conformity with God's will and order. You shall be far from even the thought of oppression or destruction. He's not saying here you'll be uh, far from oppression or destruction. He's saying you'll be far from even the thought of oppression and destruction. Amen? Amen you will be far from even the thought of it. For you shall not fear and from terror, for it shall not come near you. When you know your right standing with God, guess what? No more fear. No more fear. You'll be far from even the thought of depression or oppression or destruction of any kind because you don't think that way. You see, when we renew our mind to the Word of God, we don't think the way we used to think. We're not earning brownie points. We can't possibly earn what he has given to us. Amen? But we will be far. Isn't that awesome? You'll be far. I'm going to read that again. It's so good. You shall establish. How do we establish? We get into the Word of God. We, we allow this Word to be a mirror. We see our reflection in it. Amen? Thank you, Father. Sorry, I'll have a drink. You shall establish yourself in righteousness, in conformity with God's will and order. You shall be far from even the thought of oppression or destruction, for you shall not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Isaiah 54, verse 17. But no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you shall show to be in the wrong. This peace, righteousness, security, triumph over opposition. Let me read that again. This peace, righteousness, security, triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord those in whom the ideal servant of the Lord is reproduced. This is the righteousness or the vindication which they obtain from me. This is that which I impart to them as their justification, says the Lord. Anyone getting a revelation here today? Yeah? Amen? If you're looking at your past to dictate your future, hey... You need to allow it to die. Amen. You, you need to acknowledge that it, it's no longer who you are. Amen? The oldest passed away. Someone says, when does that actually you know it actually happens when you get the revelation of it. You actually experience it when you get the revelation of it. It's a truth when you're born again, but you begin to experience it when you get the revelation of it that the oldest passed away. Because God doesn't want our past dictating our future. But while ever our eyes are on it, while ever it's hindering us from entering into the new and the fresh, we can't walk in the freedom that God has given us. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And the Lord tells us in the scriptures, Jesus said that when you have that word abiding in you, when you abide in the word and that word abides in you, you're going to know the truth by experience and that truth will set you free. Hallelujah. It's time that we heard the word of the Lord like never before. God is digging out our ears like never before. God is opening our eyes like never before that we would truly see who we are in him. Amen. Hallelujah. Someone say, I'm a new creation. Hallelujah. Created in the image of him. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Why don't you stand up? I'm going to finish there. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Father. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Josh, can I have you up, please? Thank you. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. (laughs) you know when jesus speaks joy rises up joy rises up on the inside of us because we hear him speak and his words bring freedom they bring life you know if you if you came to church today and you know some some do and you know well you know I, i i've got to go to church um because that's what I do you know when jesus taught many gathered and the reason they gathered was to hear and to be healed yeah and that healing was complete Spirit, soul, and body complete. I believe the Spirit of God is here, and if you've heard, you can be healed. Because you are the righteousness of God, you have the right to be healed. You have some rights. As a citizen of the kingdom, you have some rights. One of those rights is you have the right to be healed. You have the right to have your soul restored and healed. Your emotions healed. Your physical bodies healed. You have the right to prosper. You have the right to do well because you're the righteousness of God. It's, it's part of your inheritance. It's it's been given to you freely oh hallelujah you're a child of God and he owns the cattle in a thousand hills come on there's some breaking forth here this morning even just ministering to your souls right now whatever you're concerned about cast the care upon the Lord he's done it all he set you up for blessing he set you up for prosperity he set you up to be healed and whole Because you are the righteousness of God, you have the the right to do well at whatever you set your hand to. Amen? Because you are the righteousness of God, your relationships flourish. Hallelujah. Because you are the righteousness of God, you've been commissioned to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Because you are the righteousness of God. Amen. Because you are the righteousness of God, you've got the right to a long and a full life that satisfies you. Because you are the righteousness of God, you've got the right. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> to see your desires come to pass. Because he's paid the price for you to, you, you, you to experience it. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 I just really believe people need to know that and get a hold of that this morning I I, I sense that there's people here this morning that are carrying condemnation and guilt and shame and it's been driving you away from God it's been hard to connect like he used to connect it's been hard to even worship him it's been hard to pray it's been hard to get into his word because of the condemnation I'm speaking this out now people have been experiencing because of the condemnation that the enemy is bringing into your mind Amen? The Scripture says there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus who walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. Well, if you're going to walk after the Spirit today, see yourselves as a Spirit. See yourself as Spirit. Amen? Holy and acceptable in His sight. Amen? See yourself as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Someone's saying this is too good to be true. It's true. And yes, he is good. He is good. He is so, so good. Amen? I said, he is good. You good thing. (laughs) You know, even this this week, I I felt like I'd really um, not done well, and I cannot remember what it was. The enemy loves to tell me when I don't do well at something. Has somebody else experienced that? Has anyone ever experienced that? Where he loves to point out where I haven't done well. He loves to point out if I haven't handled something the way he would have handled it. He loves to point out this stuff to me. Amen. And so what I did was I said, oh Jesus, because I know that he's he's there for me. Oh Jesus, what's the truth in this? And you know what he said to me? Kim, I am so proud of you. I am so, so proud of you. He told me the truth. I actually felt he was boasting on me in some areas. Really? How amazing is that? While the enemy's condemning me, he's boasting on me. Some of you need to know that today. While the enemy is condemning you, David, God is boasting on you. Yeah? And you know, like it can be hard because you want to do things so well as unto the Lord. You want to serve him so perfectly in every way. You know, the enemy is going to pick on you. He's going to get in there. But God, you need to know while the enemy is condemning you, God is boasting. God is boasting on you, David. I said, God is boasting on you. He's boasting on you right now. And he'll be boasting on you for eternity. Hey, you need to receive that. You need to receive that now. He's boasting on you. You can all have that, if you like, because there's a truth about it. You. You, you can all receive that. He's boasting on you. Janine, you receive that. He is boasting on you right now. When the accuser of the brethren comes, he comes to steal, kill, and, uh, and destroy your joy. But God says he is boasting on you now. I said he is boasting on you right now. Hallelujah, how good is that? Hallelujah, how good is that? I want to say it again. He's boasting on you right now. Amen. Someone says, I don't pray enough. He's still, he's still relishing on the last prayer. I don't look at him enough. He's still lavishing on the... T- wow! I can't forget when you looked at me last. I was like, I, you only looked at me two months ago. He says, I can't forget how you looked at me last time you looked at me. Someone needs to hear that. The way you looked at him last is lingering in his thought and in his intention. It's lingering. He doesn't see it as he lives in eternity. He relishes on what you did last week, last month, last year. It's still in his soul. It's, it's, it's in his mind. He's still singing that same song that you sung over him six months ago. He's still relishing on the worship that you gave him three years ago. Because he lives in eternity. He doesn't live in a place of loss. He lives in a place of now. Well, I remember when I used to do things all right, I did things better. Then he's still remembering what you did well. He doesn't look at what you didn't do. He's looking at what you've done. His grace, his grace, his grace, his grace. His grace. His grace. Just turn your heart towards him and see say, Just receive, just receive, just receive. Now I'm hearing that people are comparing themselves with how well everybody else does things. And I believe God is saying there is no one like you. There is none like you. And if I could sing from this particular key, I would, but no one else touches his heart the way you do. There is none like you. Josh, there is none like you. (laughs) Someone say, where's the risk? Where's the faith? Sing when you're not ready. That's faith. That's risk. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. He's ministering to your soul right now. Amen. There is no one like you. Let's deal with comparison. Let's start to deal with comparison here. Amen. There is none like you. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He wants you to know your love to the degree that you cannot help but respond to that love. And that's what you live. That's the place you live out of. That's the place you sing out of. That's the place that you read your word out of. That's the place that you pray out of. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Just watch as you get up off your knees loaded with benefits. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Father, I just thank you for your word this morning, Father. I thank you for ministering to the hearts and minds of your people. I thank you, Father, the freedom, the freedom that comes as your word comes to heal, deliver, to set free, Lord. That we see ourselves in each other as as you see us, Lord. Hallelujah. Without blame. Holy and acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' name. God's redeeming the time. God's redeeming the time. I said, God's redeeming the time. God's redeeming the time. Oh, hallelujah. There's nothing missed. There's nothing lost to you. There's nothing lost to you. There's nothing. I just, nothing lost. I just feel like the Lord's saying that He is redeeming the time. There is nothing lost to you. Nothing is lost to you. <laughs> Whoa. And when he redeems, he redeems with interest. It's like when you put something you wish you had invested in a certain area, because you would have gained interest. And God's saying, as far as he's concerned, you've invested into that area and it's gaining interest. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Hallelujah. He's saying there is nothing lost to you. And he does not want you living in, Any area of regret in your life, there is nothing lost to you, amen. Nothing lost, restoring it all, hallelujah! Oh, hallelujah! Someone says, Well, that'll be a miracle. Well, he's in the business of miracles, amen. Hallelujah! Thank you, Father. Well, well, let's just give it up for the Lord and thank you for what he's doing. Yep, thank you, thank you, you, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you all. Look, we'd love to pray for you. Please come forward. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, yeah, please come up. We would love to pray with you. We'd love to pray for you. If you need healing for your body, if you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, we would love to pray with you. Yeah? Maybe you just need a prayer of agreement in some area, please come forward. We would just consider it such an honour to pray with you. Amen. I encourage you to go over those scriptures this week. Meditate on them. Make them your own. The freedom that's in them is just wow. Yeah? He set you on high because you know his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.